You're listening to an L.A. Kings podcast. For more episodes of this and every other Kings program, visit lakings.com slash podcast. Hey everyone, Jared Schaffern and Josh Schaefer bringing you another edition of the Rain Check Podcast. We are getting closer and closer to the start of the 2022-23 season, and we've got Brad Schuler coming up in just a little bit. New assistant coach for the Ontario Rain, but not new to the coaching staff, and excited to catch up with him, and you'll you'll hear from him in just a moment. But Josh, the rookie face-off is just about here, and this is a time of the year that, that's really exciting because... The rookie faceoff comprised of all these young players who are excited, who are going to be big parts of the Kings' future. A little bit of, of invites mixed in as well, but the roster, a lot of familiar names for Rain fans who might be watching the team up in San Jose. Yeah, and I think that, um, you know, we've had the debate on this sh- show before, too, with with Jesse Cohen, who I know has talked about this on All the Kings Men, um, and it's what really starts hockey season. Is it the draft? Is it development camp? Is it the preseason? Whatever, you know, we, we've had that discussion before. But for me personally, it's it's uh, it's the rookie face-off because our introduction, and, and yours was too, our introduction to live games with the organization and our first full, full year with the organization was was the rookie face-off last year out in Arizona. So, um, and, and considering you've got so many young players and the prospects and you've got rain guys that will be there, um, both um, returning rain players and a few future rain guys, um, I'm excited. So this, it's, it's, it's an exciting event um, for, for fans that can go, um, for fans that want to watch the games uh, on the live streams, uh, and then for the fans who are just all about the prospects, it's it's definitely a really good time. And, and I'm excited for it for, for personal reasons because that's where we started um, with our first taste of real games last year. Of course, they don't count for much, but it's going to be a really good look at some of the some of the rain players we'll see this year. And then, of course, just the big prospects in the organization. The two of us will both be there. We will both be taking in all the action from San Jose. The games will be at the brand new building that the San Jose Barracuda have put up. That is going to be the home ice for the Cuda uh, the, moving forward. And the rain will play there during the regular season. But this is a Kings event. The Kings will be there with their prospects. Want to run you through the schedule just so everybody's on the same page with the schedule as the first game is going to start on Friday, but everybody will get into town earlier in the week. They've got physicals. Thursday is a practice day for all of the rookies on Thursday at Toyota Sports Performance Center, and then it's a flight up to San Jose. Again, we'll be at the practice on Thursday. And another note, if you want some more content regarding the rookie faceoff, Jesse Cohen with all the Kings men has spoken to Marco Sturm. That is going to be the episode on Thursday. So make sure you listen to all the Kings men on Thursday. Jesse and Zach Dooley get to uh, speak to Marco Sturm, hear a little bit more. Marco and his staff are the coaches at this event for the LA Kings, along with Brad Schuler, who we'll speak to in a moment. And Thursday's a practice day. Then the team flies up to San Jose. On Friday, a game at 2 p.m. against the Colorado Avalanche. On Saturday, a game at 2 p.m. against the Vegas Golden Knights. And then a day off for the entire rookie showcase 
is taking off on Sunday. There's a skate for some of the players who who don't play on Saturday. Some of the guys who do play may not may not skate that day on Sunday, but kind of a day off for everybody. And then one more game on Monday, 3 p.m. against San Jose. Uh, so three games for all the rookies and a lot of action. Uh, you know, they're going to be evaluated by there's many scouts there. Obviously, all of the Kings brass and management will be there. It is one of those events that, and I know you were there last year, Josh. I've been at these events for different teams. It's one of those fun events where everybody kind of comes together and everybody is is taking in this hockey. And it, it's kind of like it's exciting to to be able to see people, to meet new people, and just have everyone in the same room for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, even just last year um, when we first get there for the first game and and obviously I did the games last year with Daryl Evans and Daryl Evans already knows everybody, but it was really cool. Just walking around looking for just a a water bottle or a coffee with Daryl. And he's saying hello to just everybody who's potentially anybody in, you know, the Pacific division plus the Colorado avalanche organizations and just all the scouts. And it's just a cool thing to see everybody come together, but also you get um, a bunch of people from the Kings front office um, that can go out there. And then obviously you combine all of the prospects with, with invitees and um, something that happened last year. And uh, you and I even exchanged texts throughout the season about uh, keeping up with a few of the guys who were uh, uh, invited to play for the Kings last year that we're still playing um back in uh in the Ontario Hockey League last year. So it's kind of fun to follow some of the guys at that point and see where they end up. Um from a schedule standpoint, I do think it's interesting that um the King schedule works out kind of similar to how it was last year. Um in terms of, you know, the teams that you're gonna play, the the Avalanche rookies, the Golden Knights rookies, and then the host. Last year it was Arizona. Uh, this year it's San Jose. Um so it, it's kind of fun to see how those work out. And then also some of those players are going to be the same. So you're going to have some Kings players returning for another rookie camp, but at the same time, we're going to see some of these avalanche players. Again, we'll see some golden Knights players. Again, some of the teams that aren't on uh, the King schedule at the rookie tournament, the ducks are going to have a ton of big prospects there. Um, so it'll be kind of nice. It's, it's like, it's almost like going to like a travel tournament when you're, when you're playing sports growing up too. And you've got, you know, all of the different kids from all of the other leagues that you may or may not know. Um, and everybody comes together for the rookie tournament. So um, it should be fun expecting um, uh, an action packed weekend plus a few days on either side of it up here in San Jose, these next couple of days and uh, really looking forward to it. Well, last week, the rain made some news with the hiring of Brad Schuler as an assistant coach. Brad spent the last few years as the team's video coach, and we were able to chat with him. Great to get to know him a little bit more, and we're excited to have him as part of the coaching staff group this season. Here's our chat with Brad Schuler. We are now joined by assistant coach for the Ontario Rain, Brad Schuler. Brad, thanks for taking a few minutes here with us, and uh, congratulations on the new role. Thank you. Appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, we are excited to have you kind of have this expanded role. But, you know, we know that you were very familiar with the staff uh, being being with the rain over the last couple of years. But for fans who, who don't know you, let's let's kind of start at the beginning. Let, uh, where'd you grow up? How'd you start playing hockey? And, and how'd you kind of start enjoying the game? Uh, home for me is New Jersey, uh, South Jersey, outside Philadelphia area. Uh, grew up there. Uh, started with hockey, though, on the pond, uh, Vermont. I uh, grew okay. up vacationing up there, so whatever, two, three years old, out on the pond, my dad and uncles playing pond hockey, and I'm in the middle of the ice yelling for the puck and not getting it. 
Uh, <laughs> so that was the start, but I actually fell in love in love with the game that way. Uh, played my youth hockey at home, New Jersey. Stayed uh, high school, New Jersey. Afterward, played some junior hockey in Ontario. Uh, junior A up there, uh, and then went to college. Went to Skidmore College, Division Three program. A great opportunity for me. It was a great experience, fit academically, athletically. I actually met my wife there. Uh, got married two years ago, so that turned out to be a real positive of that experience <laughs> as well. Um, played a, a little bit after graduating. Uh, minor league, went to Denver for a short stint. Huntsville, Alabama, short stint. Loved it. Great experience. Uh, and then at the time... Okay, what are you doing next? Uh, always enjoyed teaching, always enjoyed coaching. While I played, even going midget high school, working youth camps in the area. And so knew that I wanted to stay in the game, stay involved. Uh, and the coach that I played for in college actually had an opening on his staff. And so that was how I got started coaching. Uh, that was at Middlebury College. Uh, back in Vermont, really cool experience for me, kind of going back home, so to speak, uh, where I grew up vacationing. Mm-hmm. Uh, spent a couple of years there, went to University of Maine, uh, spent a year there, great experience. Uh, went to Manchester, ECHL as the assistant coach. That was the affiliate at the time uh, for our organization. Sure. And then here we are now. Uh, but along the way, Super fortunate to to be part of staffs and organizations with great great people. Well, yeah, obviously a long uh, long journey there, and uh, a lot of stops. I mean, everybody kind of kind of goes through that in hockey. You, you see different different things, and like you said, but that's interesting that Vermont kind of started with Vermont, and then you go go to school there, and you you have that you know kind of really good tie in with everything. No, you know what? Uh, again, growing up skating on the pond. Uh, That was kind of the intro to hockey. Uh, Skidmore College, upstate New York, really great experience. But then when I had the opportunity to get started coaching, went back to Middlebury College. And it's funny because when I was a a kid, middle school, even into high school, uh, Middlebury Division III school hosted a holiday tournament. So actually we were always off uh, from school around the Christmas time. And we would go up there, so wow. skate on the pond, but then also attend those games. And that, for me, was, you know, kind of the, the hey, this is my goal. You know, I'd love to get to this place. Of course, wanted to play in the NHL. Uh, but then when the opportunity came up to get started coaching there, it was like, this is working out great, working out great. And again, uh, Coach Sinclair, Neil Sinclair, played for him at Skidmore. He got the job at Middlebury, and then that was my first coaching gig. And wear a lot of hats at that level, a lot of hats. As you know, coming up uh, through some different ranks, you're doing a lot of jobs. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. a lot of things. And, and, you know, I wanted to also ask, you know, talk about growing up in New Jersey, and, you know, it seems now, too, where a lot of guys have that choice of, trying to decide if they're going to leave high school, play junior hockey, and Jersey's like kind of in the middle. Like some guys do leave Jersey, but there is good programs in that New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia area 
to where some guys do stay and, and they succeed. So what was that like for you? And, and obviously you ended up going to play junior afterwards, but did you see some kids trying to make that decision and, and maybe, you know, how it's changed over the years? Yeah, no, my age group, it was kind of, they had a few kids looking to go to prep school, New England prep school. That was kind of a path. Number of guys going to junior sure. hockey while they were still high school age. At the same time, handful of guys stuck around. State of New Jersey, as you said, there's some good programs, uh, youth and high school, in the area. Uh, for me, it just was a great fit. Uh, attended a great high school, Bishop Eustis. Again, had a great experience. number of my friends, kind of similar paths, stayed at home. Uh, some guys a little bit younger from the area. We all know about Johnny Gaudreau and Tony D'Angelo. Uh, and actually, those were guys in my training group. Uh, so while I was still playing, uh, Kevin Neal is now in Boston, uh, but he ran a strength training program in South Jersey, and there was a really good group of players there. Uh, some of the older guys who went on to play some college hockey, BU, Colby Cohen, uh, another guy who trained down that area, Buddy Robinson was a South Jersey guy. Uh, we faced him last year when yep. he was in San Diego, but we were actually roommates in junior. Wow. Uh, funny enough, <laughs> but uh, no, you know what? There's a really good group uh, in South Jersey. Uh, and for me, kind of going back to the coaching piece, I actually did strength conditioning internships uh, while I was in college in South Jersey. Again, a lot of good players thought I might go down that path. At the same time, it was selfish in terms of trying to improve my own game. Uh, but there's a, a really good group in South Jersey still kicking around as well. I want to ask you a little bit about coaching, but before that, uh, does Central Jersey exist, or is that a rumor? Uh, you got North and South. Okay, so there is no Central then. Depends on who you ask. I would yeah. tell you there's South Jersey, uh, which is outside Philadelphia. Uh, mm -hmm. When people talk about the Garden State, we get a bad rap. Uh, think Northern Jersey, maybe Armpit. But South Jersey is why it's the Garden State. Uh, beautiful <laughs> area, tons of farms, Pine Barrens, Jersey Shore. Uh, so it's uh, for me, there's South Jersey for sure. And you could say North Jersey, but need to clarify, that's not where I'm from. Okay. <laughs> um, in terms of coaching, you know, you, you point out the stops along the way. Um, and then you mentioned Skidmore College being you know, an NCAA D3 school, what does it give you some sort of, um, what, what kind of positive attributes do you have as a coach having played at a division three college? And then you get the chance to go to Middlebury, which is also at that same level, correct? It Are there is. any positives there having played at that level and being able to relate to those guys as opposed to have, um, played at different levels of college hockey? Sure. I think, uh, any experiences you have, you apply them to moments and teams and programs that you're involved in. I would say at that level for me, you know, I was not relying on my talent. Uh, had to learn to think the game. Uh, had to be very detailed in, you know, the way the coaches wanted you to play. Uh, had to work hard off the ice to try to maximize your physical abilities. Uh, really just wasn't relying on, you know, the talent level of stick handling, shooting. Uh, fortunate also when I switched and you start coaching at that level, 
you wear a ton of hats. And so you're coaching players, you're running skill sessions, you're doing player development, you're doing video, you're doing meals, you're doing recruiting, you're doing scouting. And so I think you really get a range of skills where you're not specializing. You know, there's that debate out there now, generalists, specialists. I think at that level, you're very much a generalist. And so, one, you learn what you like. You learn what you're good at, don't like, which direction do you want to go. So a huge benefit uh, for me having gone in that direction. And then you talk about Skidmore. Uh, you know, this is maybe a, a Zach Dooley question almost, but, uh, you know, they got the track there up there. So what was it like being around, uh, you know, Saratoga Springs and, and that area is a very, uh, very great horse racing area. Uh, a lot of people in, in that area of New York are, are big into the horse racing. I don't know if you picked anything up when you were there. No, Saratoga Springs, it is a great town, uh, especially in the summer track season. Uh, just a, a beautiful town. There's the lake there. When track season gets going, the place is jam-packed. Uh, few, few places you can visit in terms of bars and restaurants. Uh, Caroline Street, Broadway, a lot of action. Uh, but the summertime, especially Traverse, you know, the big race down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the racetrack itself, I think people should take trips there. Uh, if you're not from the area, find a time to go. I think Duels would agree. Uh, he and I are always chatting about getting down to the track. Um, but actually, I mean, even a number of years ago, Sports Illustrated named it one of the top 10 places to catch a sporting event. Uh, just a really, really great town. ton of history. Uh, horse racing is a lot of fun. You can go in, have your picnic. Um, great spot. And we'll, we'll have to get Duels on and we can yeah. share spots. For me, uh, when I think about, about Saratoga, it's all about SPAC, uh, which is the performing arts venue there. So seen a lot of con- concerts uh, at SPAC. And again, just a place where, like you said, it's so relaxed. There's such a, a large area. You can go in there, have your picnic, relax, be there early, get your spot. They got a big lawn. So that's, uh, that was always where I was headed in the summer at Saratoga. No, sir, it's, it's a great town. The lake, the track, SPAC concerts the golf courses really really good place to spend some time so so what brought you ultimately then from kind of that area and then university of maine to the king's organization with manchester and eventually ontario yeah so went to university of maine from middlebury was a great spot red jedron uh bless him huge mentor of mine uh gave me an opportunity to go there uh, ben Gite, Alfie Michaud, the other coaches at the time. Again, great, great people. Uh, and they were crucial in my development as a coach, but then also helping me find the next job. You know, when you start out coaching, uh, especially when you're young, you're bouncing around, you're trying to find next opportunities, always looking for ways to grow they were really helpful in me getting the opportunity uh, to go to the Manchester Monarchs, uh, East Coast affiliate at the time for Kings. Um, had no previous connection. Uh, Doug Christensen was the head coach, general manager, gave me the opportunity, and it was a, 
a really good spot. You know what? Similar to the Division Three experience I had in terms of hats that you wear. And Chef, I mean, you can speak to that even in, in your role. You're, you're wearing a number of hats at that level. Um, and for me, in terms of my growth, you know, you're playing 72 games. For me, three years of college hockey was the equivalent of 72, 72 games. You know, it's just a different pace, different rhythm. Um, and it was a really good experience to, you know, learn pro hockey. I'd been in college for a couple of years, felt like had a sense of what it was like. Uh, let's see what pro hockey was like. Uh, and we had a, a great time there, actually led the East Coast League in call-ups to the American League. Uh, we really wanted to move guys on and help them in their careers. We were able to do that in that sense, and then team folded. <laughs> so I was looking for a job, and having the affiliation with the Kings organization was kind of how we are sitting in this chair today and having this conversation. Going back towards your, your time in Manchester, you mentioned Doug Christensen. Um, he's someone that I've gotten to know a little bit uh, back when he was in the USHL. Uh, he had a, a big scouting role there and, you know, really enjoyed spending time with him at the NHL draft. Uh, what was it like working for him? Because he's such a, uh, just from knowing him, he's such a personality and he just, he has so much energy. So I can only imagine, you know, being on his staff, uh, I'm sure there's a lot going on at all times. It was, uh, one, a busy time because of your job. But two, Doug is high energy, great personality, always wanting to improve, always wanting to do things better. Uh, you talk about his high energy, and we used to actually have to go for walks around the concourse to have our conversations because we couldn't <laughs> we couldn't sit in the war room and chat about things. It was busy and and all over the place. So we'd go up to the concourse and just take little walks, chat, and bouncing different ideas off of each other. Yeah, he is definitely a, a personality and, and someone that's great to learn the game from because he, he does have a lot of experiences uh, as a player, as a scout, as a coach. So I'm sure that was pretty uh, pretty cool. And then you, you get in here, and then you know now with, with Richard Seeley, another guy who has been in Manchester. So you had a, a commonality with him right, right off the bat. We did. So actually uh... – I mentioned it. We were in Manch, the affiliate. Uh, Seals, Richard Sealer was a, a GM here in Ontario. So he would make his trips out to us in New Hampshire, uh, check in on prospects, check in on, on just how things were going with the program. He was there previously, so I had that affiliation as well. And through that, we developed our relationship. Um, at the time when the season ended, we kind of weren't sure what was going to happen with the organization. And so when an opportunity came up here, uh, was able to interview for that job, that role, and super fortunate to have gotten it. Uh, it was a change in what I was doing, um, but really happy to be here and love the organization. You did that role for three seasons um, as, as you know, the video coach, and you and I sat next to each other on the flight to or from Grand Rapids and we were both doing our own prep work and then ended up having a conversation for the whole flight about what goes into that. Uh, for you, for the listeners, you know, what went into that role as, as the video coach, what was your prep like? What was your um, game day experiences like in that position? 
I'm, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because I was actually taking a trip down memory lane wondering if you were going to talk about that flight. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, no, you know what? We uh, mentioned it, Division three level, ECHL level, you're wearing a ton of hats. When I got the job here, much more specialized in terms of my role and my responsibility. Uh, gist of it basically is any of the technological needs uh, for the staff. So computers, presenting, projectors, um, lasers, that type of you know information you're responsible for. The hockey side of it was, was a, a lot of pre-scout. So what that means uh, is, okay, we're playing San Diego this Friday. We are watching San Diego's previous three games, uh, understanding their systems, their tactics, their personnel, and coming up with our game plan. Um, In-game, uh, I was responsible for uh, tagging, we call it, creating some of the clips, things that we might want to look at in between periods or post-game, uh, keeping all of that organized. Uh, at the American League level, we do not have the same challenges that they do at the NHL level, um, but that is something that, you know, as we know, falls on video coach as a shared responsibility uh, involved in you know, daily practice planning, filming of practices, uh, but really it's taking care of technological needs and kind of all of the prep work uh, in terms of preparing, you know, our team and staff for the upcoming opponent. So, you know, we were sitting on the plane there headed to GR, and so you're getting your card ready to be able to call that game. And, and we're going through a, a similar prep process in terms of, okay, here's the three games from GR. Here's how they like to forecheck. Uh, getting that organized, here's how we'll counter that. And you kind of run through the gamut of systematic things, uh, personnel. Um, and you really work, uh, you know, we've had a real collaborative approach as a staff. So you work on those things then together. Uh, in preparing the the team and the players for the upcoming opponent. Take us through last season because, you know, you mentioned you have that role and then there's a change on the staff last season and you're able to become a little bit more involved because there's an opening on the bench. And then you, you're on the bench with the team, a little bit more involved in game. What was that like for you and what were some of the things that you were able to do last year that now maybe pre prepared you and helped you for your role this year? Sure. Well, I have to go to uh, our staff. Um, everybody helped out, picked up uh, Milzy, Mamalara goalie coach, helped fulfill some of the duties and responsibilities that I had in-game, uh, tagging and and making sure video for in-between periods or post-game was ready should there be any adjustments that we had to make. And then moving to the bench, uh, a new experience for me at the American League level. Uh, felt prepared and confident in abilities having done it before. Uh, that said, it's a, it's a fast pace down there. And, and working with Heider, Chris Height, and CJ is a, is a real collaborative approach. 
Um, and, and so, you know, last year you, you take on those roles, but you mentioned Maddie kind of helping you out on the video side. What was that like to, uh, you guys are already really close and then he's helping out. And so it seemed like there was even more of a collaboration than, than ever as, uh, as he was starting to, to learn a little bit more about the video side. Yeah, no, for sure. Millsy, Millsy is a great guy. We've got a great relationship to go back to it though. I mean, you mentioned USHL, you ran a lot of hats. Millsy spent some time there, wore a lot of hats. <clears throat> so for him, uh, he had done some of that tagging before, uh, probably similar to me having had some bench duties, uh, familiar with it, but got to dust, dust off the uh, rust because it had been a few years. Um, but as I mentioned, we, we've got a real collaborative approach as a staff, and so... He and I are tight. Uh, he's a really good barbecuer. I know this is unrelated, but got to put that out there. For <laughs> well, Millsy. that's come up on this podcast. That was, I was that was recently. my follow up question was whether or not you've been invited or not. So uh, he, he's really good, and I'm a huge <laughs> barbecue fan too. So that works out really well. I mean, I think uh, what do they say? Like the the way to a guy's heart is his stomach. Well, Millsy's done that for me. Um, my, my wife is a chef, and she's unbelievable as well. But Millsy, when it comes to barbecue, he's up there. It, do you mean your wife is, like, actually a professional chef? Uh, so we went to Skidmore together. Uh, she went okay. to a culinary program. So not a culinary school like CIA, but a culinary program where you learn how to cook, and she's – She's been in restaurants. She's been a private chef uh, out here, a number of different pop-ups. And so she used food to get to me, and Millsy's done the same thing. So you're just living the culinary lifestyle right now. It's really important for me to work out, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, going into this season, having spent time um, both, you know, I guess working – fully on the video side, but then also getting to spend a lot of time behind the bench. And now obviously Shaft mentioned your new role as an assistant coach with the rain. Uh, how did last year prepare you for, for becoming an assistant coach? Yeah, I think, uh, you know what the time that I've spent in my career thus far playing and then coaching, uh, leads to feeling prepared for it. But last year, getting, you know, the opportunity to go on the bench and help out in that way, for sure, makes you feel a little more comfortable. You know, confidence comes from two ways. You've done it before or you're prepared. So in this instance, for me, moving forward, feel prepared, but also have done it before. Uh, so feel good from that perspective. You mentioned the, the collaboration on the staff, and it, it really, that, that was so true, you know, at, at all parts of the season last year that you guys were always collaborating. And, and now Marco Sturm comes in, and, um, you know, what's it been like uh, having him here and starting to get to know him and getting prepared for a season with somebody new that, that's joining the staff? Yeah, Sturm is the same way. You know what, I think it's an organizational thing where it's a collaborative approach and we all work on things together. Marco's come in super prepared, organized, excited. You know, we were having meetings as an American League staff over the summer, got into town early having meetings. Um, so a real collaborative approach there. And for us as a staff, but also for our players, 
having Sturmy coming over from the Kings, it's just a huge benefit to all of us in terms of language systems, how they do things at the NHL level. I mean, everybody's looking to grow and to get to that place, and he's done it before in a number of ways, coaching and playing. And so going to be a real help to our group. What's your relationship been like with some of these players that are coming back now? And you can, you know, there's obviously new guys that are joining the room too, but a lot of the players are from, you're familiar with and you're going to see them starting even this week at, at the rookie face-off. Uh, you know, what is, it, what is your relationship? What is your style like with, with some of these guys? Yeah, you know what? I think uh, really fortunate having been here for a few years. Uh, there's a real continuity in terms of the f- relationships with the players and with each other. You know, when you go so- to some other stops, it's real important right away to establish that, but have been here for three years. And so I think for me, like, really, I want to help people grow as, as people first, as athletes, as hockey players, want to have a positive impact on them as individuals, positive impact on the team the community and the relationship piece for me is really, really important. And so it's nice to have had time to build that up over the last few years and connect with guys, learn how they like to learn, what works for them, what doesn't work for them from a motivational standpoint, getting to know their families uh, at the rink, away from the rink, uh, the the relationships are really the foundation for for it. And now you've got the rookie tournament coming up this weekend in San Jose, and the way that the team shakes out is a, a unique blend of guys like Quentin Byfield, who have played you know a lot for the Kings, um, down to some rain guys that we've had in the past and we'll have in the future, and then also some invitees. Um, how does that mix kind of play out for you when? You know, you're going to be working with them, but really as a group, not for an extended period of time. Sure. Well, I think the the rookie camp, the rookie tournaments are always an exciting time of year. You know, that means, okay, it's hockey season and we're we're getting going, getting going again. Kind of like the first few days of school. Um, It's like, okay, the year's starting, the season's starting. So one, it's an exciting time. Two, for the players participating. Uh, it is a great opportunity, a great opportunity, whether you're high draft picks, sign, played games, and invite uh, to be able to get on the ice and compete uh, and show what kind of teammate you are in that setting is huge because uh, everyone's around, everybody's watching, management, scouts, coaches, and you know what, I, <clears throat> not to take us back too far, but back at Skidmore, uh, for me, it was like when doors open, you have to take advantage of those opportunities. And for anyone participating in a rookie tournament, it's an opportunity to make an impression. Uh, so that door's opening up and take advantage of it. Uh, in terms of the mix of players, if you have 23 guys on your roster, you have 23 different ways to coach. And this group is no different than that. Uh, we have a familiarity with some of the players, a continuity in terms of having been with each other for a few years. So the relationship piece, the style of play, our structure, our details, 
they'll be familiar with that for some of the new players, you know, an introduction to the organization, how we do all of those things. But also for those guys, right away, trust your instincts and play hockey. Uh, it's, it's not rocket science. Um, you've been doing it for a while. It's a great opportunity if you're an invite guy as well to get to know the team, get to know the players, get to understand what this level is like and what's required of you to have success here. Um, and we'll go from there. And, you know, with those guys, again, you try to build the relationships as, as quick as you can. Uh, it's a two-way street and just communicating and getting to know each other. Uh, but it's a rookie camp. It's, it's such an exciting time. It means the season's underway. We're getting going, kind of building from there right into NHL camp. But the door's open and got to take advantage of the opportunity. I know we were not down downstairs not too long ago and, and Marco was starting to go over things and you know he is going to try to run the the rookie games uh, a little bit maybe like a dry run for for you guys as as a new group as a coaching staff um, trying to do some of the things the same way whether it's meeting in the morning guys with video starting to get into the routine of what it's going to be like during the season for you fitting in on that coaching staff has he assigned you anything specifically do you have any specific areas of focus that you're going to be trying to to take a hold of here yeah so i'll be uh up front on the bench with the forwards uh kind of responsibility there power play as well um you know Heider runs the defenseman penalty kill millsy does the goalies uh we've got Sturmy overseeing everything and and cole filling in and the role that I was in. So it's going to be a real collaborative approach again for me, forwards, power play, but we all help each other. Well, we are really looking forward to seeing uh, everybody at rookie camp because, as you said, and we, we were just saying, I mean, it is it is basically the beginning of the year, and you really get to see how guys have grown, maybe guys who make some progress in the summer and get to take that next step. So we're looking forward to, to seeing that and uh, looking forward to having you as, as now a little bit of a different role, but uh, still on the staff here. And, um, you know, it was great to, to get to know a little bit more about you, and I'm sure we'll have you back on at some point as, uh, as the season progresses here. Well, appreciate you guys having me on. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we'll still be involved with each other, uh, seeing you around and excited. Summertime for a lot of these guys. Hopefully it was productive, not too much time in Saratoga. And rookie <laughs> camp is going to be our first uh, first look at the progress that guys have made. Yeah, we'll definitely check in uh, as things continue. But uh, congratulations again, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Appreciate it.